Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 105, Chasing the Perfect Combustion Event. This one, hopefully, is not going to be too technical. Uh, it's really... Uh, well, first of all, let me give let me give credit to... Um, this is an article I'm going to be reading from pretty much verbatim. I know I've been doing that off and on in the past, but, you know, I run across these. These are typically from trade magazines. Uh, when I say that, I mean automotive repair shop type trade magazines. So as much as, yes, you could look this up yourself if you wanted to on the Internet, but the bottom line is, is that... If you didn't know uh, what to look for, you wouldn't be able to find it too much anyway. So um, it's from a magazine called Underhood Service. This article was written by Andrew Markell. And uh, I'm going to be, like I say, I'm going to be reading it verbatim. There's a lot of, I think, good information. He writes really well. I like the way he writes. Uh, it's it's kind of hopefully the way I come across as well as far as explaining things in, in just kind of normal layman terms, so to speak. <clears throat> However, I do want to reference, um, there's some a go-along with this, and that is, is when I, I, you may want to check this out when you if you feel like it, but episode number 19 uh, in my series, which is called Turbocharged versus Non-Turbocharged Cars, um, I talk about the, do- the, the downsides to today's high-compression direct-injected four-cylinder engines. Okay, so as much as the this episode I'm going to do about chasing the perfect combustion event is good, um, there are some downsides when it's being applied to small four-cylinder, high-compression, turbocharged, direct-injected engines. And so, like I say, if you want to reference that where I talk more about that issue, that's in episode number 19. So, in any case, um, here we go. Um, chasing the perfect combustion event, or how to apply diagnostic logic to engine inputs and outputs. <clears throat> Excuse me. Diagnosing misfires and emission problems is getting more difficult. Understanding what is going on inside the combustion chamber and what comes out through the exhaust valve is critical to solving any emissions or drivability problem. Sometimes you must understand what has happened and what will happen when the spark plug ignites the fuel. When you step back from under the hood, you might realize that the sensors and software are chasing the perfect combustion event. Again, this is written towards four technicians, but in any case. Compression ratios. The internal combustion engine will never be perfect, but we are getting very close. Over the past 25 years, engines have advanced not only in terms of emissions, but power. Modern engines have leaner combustion events that would have destroyed engines made less than a decade ago. These cylinder pressures were made possible not with forged pistons or exotic materials, but by moving the fuel injector port into the cylinder and perfecting the combustion event. Just consider this. Some naturally aspirated engines have a 12 to 1 compression ratio. These are four-cylinder engines in everyday cars. In 1964, the 426 Chrysler Hemi had only a 10.25 to 1 compression ratio. A 1960s engine builder could build a Hemi with a 12 to 1 compression ratio engine. Still, it would be a slave to race gas, in other words, um, high octane, and could destroy itself in a heartbeat if it ran too lean or rich. 
In a modern engine, 12 to 1 can be achieved with pump gas and cast pistons, all while having very low emissions and an 80,000 mile or more emissions warranty. So what has changed? Engineers know more about what happens inside the combustion chamber than ever before, thanks to high-speed cameras and computer models. Also, the computing speed of microprocessors is a lot faster than 15 years ago. The module can make changes to the spark and fuel faster while processing more sensor inputs than ever before. This evolution has made for the almost perfect combustion event. So what is perfect? The perfect internal combustion engine would put the exact amount of fuel and air into the combustion chamber. The spark kernel would reach its peak when the mixture was properly stirred up and the piston was in the right position. The flame front would spread evenly. If the perfect combustion event happened, you would get nothing more than water and carbon dioxide as byproducts. There would not be any unburned fuel or oxygen. It would also occur at the right temperature. So oxides, hyperactive oxygen turned on by higher temperatures, would not combine with nitrogen and carbon to form nitric oxides, which is called NOx, and carbon monoxide, which is CO, carbon monoxide being obviously a, a deadly lethal gas. This perfect car would not need any emission control device. We are not there yet. In the meantime, we have exhaust gas recirculation systems, which is called EGR, secondary air, secondary air injection, and catalytic converters. Ignition systems. Coils have changed. On distributor systems, the spark had to make a jump from the cap and rotor. How and when it jumped could change due to the condition of the contacts. Modern ignition systems use individual coils. Instead of the, of the timed with a cap and rotor, the coil is controlled digitally. This opens up a lot of options for timing in multiple sparks. EGR systems. EGR systems put a small amount of inert gas into the combustion chamber to control the temperatures. Since exhaust gases do not typically burn, this lowers the combustion temperatures and reduces NOx emissions from the engine. When things heat up in the combustion chamber to temperatures around 1300 to 2500 degrees Celsius, excuse me, I'm sorry, 1300 degrees Celsius or 25 degrees, 2500 degrees Fahrenheit, oxygen and nitrogen combining with each other and form NOx and CO. By putting ex exhaust gases into the chamber, the air-fuel mixture is watered down by the inert gases. This slows the combustion process and lowers combustion temperatures to levels where NOx does not form. Vehicles with variable valve timing on both exhaust and intake camshafts can adjust the timing so that a small amount of ex exhaust gas is sucked back into the chamber during the intake stroke through the exhaust valves. This is done by actuating the, the timing of the camshafts. Modern engines have been able to advance and retard camshafts, camshafts faster, and the actuators have a greater degree of rotation. Secondary air injection systems. The problem with the perfect combustion event is that it has to occur over a wide range of engine and air temperatures. Engines still have a difficult time starting and controlling emissions under cold starts. Secondary air injection systems pump outside air into the exhaust system so unburned fuel can be burned. Early systems had a belt-driven air pump. The latest system use, systems use an electric motor. Catalytic converters. If an engine was able to achieve the perfect combustion event, you would not need a catalytic converter. <clears throat> but until that happens, 
These expensive emission devices are mandatory. Under ideal conditions, a three-way catalyst can reduce somewhere between 50 and 95% of NOx emissions and 99.9% .9 of the unburned fuel. It is the last stop for pollutants, and if an emission system's upstream sensors are compromised, it can only compensate so much before tailpipe emissions increase. Diagnostic Logic Modern engines are able to operate on the ragged edge between detonation and ultimate fuel efficiency because they are able to sense, control, and adapt. The sensing part means that th there are more sensors on the vehicle like upstream and downstream oxygen sensors. These sensors are more sensitive and can show a lot more resolution. Also, the modules pro processing the information can use the information quickly for fuel trims, spark curves, and valve timing. Controlling the combustion event has become easier with variable valve timing, electronic ignition, and direct injection. These technologies ensure the correct air-fuel mixture is in the combustion chamber and ignited at the optimal time to achieve the most efficient and powerful combustion event. <clears throat> Excuse me. The diagnostic crutches of swapping parts like spark plug wires, sensors, and other components will not typically work, and the customer will lose faith in you long before you get a second try. Gathering and analyzing data from the vehicle and service publications has a lot more value than going off hunches. So that's the end of that one. And again, the um, uh, it was written for you know automotive repair technicians, um, but like I say, I, I think it was uh, there was a lot of good stuff there. And that last part there, talking about um, you know controlling the combustion event and through valve timing, that really again I'm going to refer you back to that episode 19. Um, because there is some definitely some challenges right now, um, you know, where we are currently in time, which I'm recording this podcast uh, January 10th. Yeah, uh, 2021. Happy New Year. And, uh, you know, there's some newer oils that are out. And again, I've, I talk about that in that episode 19. So if you kind of want to get more information about the challenges and downsides to the technology I'm talking about, uh, you know, definitely check out that episode. So that's the end of this one. I appreciate you listening. I hope you got found it uh, enlightening. And uh, again, a couple of, uh, you know, quick uh, commercials, so to speak. One is, is that uh, I am, uh, if you want to become a, a patron member, I would appreciate it. If you go to podbean.com and then do a search for Brad Kyle's MotorWorks podcast, um, you'll see in the upper right-hand corner there, there's a, a uh, icon for, uh, become a patron and uh, what it's what it's going to do it's it's it shows us five dollars a month you can you know give less than that you can give more it's up to you uh, it's a month by month subscription and what it does get you is I've, I've taken a number of the podcasts and made them available only to people that are patron members and the, the ones that I did that on are ones that uh, in my opinion that if you apply the information that I provide on those particular podcasts uh, it, it can potentially save you uh, hundreds or even thousands and thousands of dollars over your lifetime as far as owning and operating a car, uh, regardless of what car it is. It's not just BMWs. So uh, I, I think hopefully it, you find it as being a, a small investment for hopefully a lot of good uh, money-saving information. So you may want to check that out. Uh, as usual, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcasts5 at gmail.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, and um, yeah, 
I appreciate your time. Appreciate your listening. I hope you got something out of it. And uh, hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.